Welcome to the fourth part podcast, where Masons can meet to discuss Freemasonry, life, and the world around them. The opinions of the participants are their own and do not represent any Grand Lodge stance or opinion. And now here are your hosts, Worshipful Brother Matthew Andrew Sales, a.k.a. The Grumpiest Past Master, and Brother Daniel Massiana, a.k.a. The OG Daniel Son. Yeah, welcome back. Right. <laughs> Just saying that first pod was like I was meeting my girlfriend's parents for the first time. Yeah. You know? It which is. One <laughs> is the, which one was the salad fork? <laughs> it is. It's it's like a um our 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 test run almost went smoother than our first, but we hope people like it. Right. But we didn't even curse. Fuck. <laughs> hey, listen, that that was shaking the cobwebs off, right? So we're back Shake at it. <laughs> so we're we're back at it and we welcome everybody back to our, our second episode. We don't have a title for this one. We'll just have to make one up at some point, right? I guess. Life in the quarries. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Something. The unpolished Ashlars. Yeah. Ashlar hole. No. <laughs> I don't know. We are. We're a hot mess. We are. But, but uh, that's what makes us us. See, right. we were just saying, right? It's not the... The attainment of perfection it's the overcoming the imperfection that's more admired right yeah i yeah. think i don't know well uh we'll kind of dip into a little bit of symbolism before we get into what we were just talking on the side about the the rough and the perfect ashlar yes one of my favorite symbolic pieces right because even as let's get metaphorically right the rough ashler has been chiseled by the sculptor sculptor right mm -hmm. excuse my language i've been drinking um and it's made perfect mm -hmm. at some point well not not perfect but more suiting for the builder's use right right and through life are hard times and things that I don't, I don't want to say hard times, but things that don't resonate with our journey, what we feel our journey is, right? Because mm -hmm. we try to control every aspect of life. But we are we're always saying, oh, my God, why me today? Really? I don't need this today. But it those are the strikes of the chisel from the sculptor, right? Right. The grand architect, if you will. And those are the things that later on in life help us out right show me a knight in shining armor i tell you he's never been battle tested right and before we uh get too deep on it for the people that aren't masons right uh an ashlar mm -hmm. is a a rough stone unhewed stone right that came from the quarry so think of just like uh, let's give someone an example that uh think of a cobblestone right if right. anyone's ever seen a cobblestone or uh I don't know if people could see them all the way back. I'll there. go get it far right back. Now. I'll go right um, over there and get it. Yeah, Tell I can't me really zoom in. It's hard to see, but uh, think of a, a cobblestone or a curbstone that's rough on the outside, and it's imperfect. It's not a perfect. It doesn't right, have it's nice. Perfect. It's an unhewed junk piece of rock. Right. It's a raw rock. Right. It's roughly shaped right. into the form mm -hmm. that someone would envision, like a, a red brick. Being, uh, right, nice clean yeah. edges, 
you know, you can actually level it in a building. Right. A, a builder, whoever the architect would be or stonemason, would see this jagged piece of rock, if you will, um, and say, hey, listen, I could use that for that. And it would be fitting. It, it would chisel it and, and make it fitting for the, his use, which right. would be either a part in the structure, right? A mason in society, if you will. Um, again, it's more fitting for the builder's use. So he would make this thing that's unusable, essentially usable. Right. Right. Go ahead. So when, uh, so when you look at it's the thing is in masonry, there's so many layers, at mm -hmm. least the way I look at things, there's so many layers to each symbol and we've got ample time in an endless amount of podcasts to talk about everything. But I like to kind of look at every little aspect of a symbol, mm -hmm. right? And there is, back to episode one, a Masonic conduct. Mm -hmm. Um, Masonic conduct. Right. right. Saying right, because my brain is processing. So it needs to make a sound, and it's something you have to try to break. So a an ashlar is rough in texture. It maybe doesn't fit perfectly into, think of a wall made with red brick, right? Even amount of mortar mm -hmm. in between it. Easy to lay, easy to level, mm -hmm. easy to make a, a perfectly true and plumb structure. If you have a rough stone, mm -hmm. it takes more effort to build that perfect building so right. you need you need, actually need more mortar mm -hmm. to create a building out of a rough stone absolutely and for the masons that know what mortar means we won't go into that you need more of that mortar to kind of tie those stones together right absolutely it, it takes more effort but even um even as an outsider looking in, right, mm -hmm. for the people who aren't Masons, when you see that piece of rock, that effort has been, uh, you know, expunged. No, let me stop with the vocab words. But, you know, the, the, the effort, yeah, the effort has been put forth to it. Do, like, do you want me to actually, I'll buy you a thesaurus? We could just like. I'm not into dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's important to mm -hmm. like when you look at something, right? right? Mm -hmm. If 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 we're stones, right, and you're trying to perfect yourself mm -hmm. in a way, a rock is is something you can only take away from, right? Before it becomes perfect, right? Before it becomes a perfect. Perfect usable, square. Right. It becomes usable. Right. But if you if you keep taking away it loses itself. It becomes imperfect again. Right. Unusable. Right. So you go from imperfect mm -hmm. to perfect back to imperfect again. It's almost self destructive right. in nature. You can take you can in life. Think mm -hmm. about think about in life. If you're if you're a man. Mm-hmm. And I know you wanted to talk about Father's Day because it's coming up. Right. If you're a man and you carve out, rightfully so, carve out 
time for your family, time mm-hmm. for work, time for your church, time for your other activities that are important to you and your family, right? And you get to a point where you almost carve out too much, and now you don't have time for your friends. Or even yourself. You start or to yourself. lose yourself. Right. You don't have and ha- yourself could be right. – it, it could be something that's with – some mm-hmm. with your friends, mm-hmm. with your families, but something that that's that's instinctually yours or you. I mean, you you yourself. Right. It could just be. It could be reading. Right. It could be. I like to read books, and you, you know, you're chiseling away on your life, and you're like, okay, uh, I don't have time to, um, I don't know, I don't have time to go golfing. I don't have time to do this because mm-hmm. I have to. I have to fit in my family. I have mm-hmm. to fit in. And yes, this prioritizing is important. Mm-hmm. It always is, and time management. But we you become about, a machine, right? And where, we be, and we, right. we learn about that specific symbol about time management and right. masonry. But how much can you chisel away? Because this is supposed to be you. Mm-hmm. At what point do you chisel away so much that you aren't you anymore, and you then become imperfect again? Right. Well, that's because what and you and it becomes. <clears throat> nearly impossible mm-hmm. right to if you break off a big chunk of a rock of a stone right and now you're past the point of i had everything ready to go right everything's measured correctly mm-hmm. everything is perfectly square everything's perfectly plumb everything's perfectly level and now i push it a little too far and I've lost the time to say build cars or go golfing or something that makes you instinctually you. Now yeah. that's that could be gone forever. You can't replace that piece of stone. What do you have to do? Use you more have, mortar. You have <laughs> to either use more mortar. Or start over with another piece. Which, which mortar is your? That's your support. Mm-hmm. So you have to use a little bit more. You might have a little divot in your life. Right. That your spouse or your family, you might or your friends, that your friends, that, that your friends could fill that little chunk that you maybe right. chiseled out. But you can't replace that stone. No. You have to either try to fill it with support from your friends, from your family, from whomever, to fill that little void that you you carved out by accident, or you have to then completely remove the stone down to the lowest point to make it perfect and usable again right and it it's it's very essential that you maintain what you are and know what you want to represent because if you overextend yourself to the point where you're not usable then what's the point right we lose ourselves sometimes in acts of service Sometimes in acts of self-destruction, you know, it, it society makes it easy to do that, too. Yeah. And, you know, it, it could be just, you know, wanting to just be there for your family. Right. And you're always there. You're doing this. You're doing that. But then you get better. Right. You start doing so much stuff. You, you're not resting well or you're not making time for the things who you are. Right. Right. Um, some of the hobbies that fill you, some of the, some of the e- even work, right? 
certain certain people take jobs because of the money, but not for what they love. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you can't spread those lessons now to your family, to your kids, and and others around you because you're so bitter about what you have to do. And life passes fast that way. You're not usable to society. You're just another moving piece. Exactly. That's exactly right. And I feel like people lose, they lose perspective. Right? We're taught, we're taught, like, let's, let's try to manage everything. Manage our time. Manage yeah, our, I mean. Manage, you know. And, right. and and try to look at what's important. There's so many symbols in masonry that's about organizing your life and prioritizing what's important and being precise in what you do. Right. Well, I, and masonry also, in my humble opinion, doesn't emphasize so much on controlling, but also responding. Where a lot, a lot of times in life, they, they, they want you to prevent, 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 right? But you can plan, 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 but it doesn't it doesn't always work out that way. So I, that's why masonry focuses not so much on the material, but the tools. Right. You know? And I, I feel like a lot of people, like, they always ask us, mm-hmm. you know, like, you wear these crazy rings. Yeah. And why do you wear that? What's What does that mean? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. And... I don't I don't really shy away from explaining it in our in our specific mm-hmm. ritual book there is explanations written in plain English for a reason and is is it for the unknowing though like uh if I, it's I, written in plain English No no I'm saying as far as for example like when I when I wear a ring um I could be on the subway, mm-hmm. and I'll see a tourist. Actually, this happened last prior prior to COVID, and a French couple saw my ring, and they came over and they said, "Hey, um, I see you're uh, a Freemason." I said, "Yes, yes." So <laughs> their uh, apparently their nephew or their son I, I don't remember um, it was so long ago, but was a uh, a Freemason. He said, "If you ever." are in America and you see that symbol and you need help go to that person. So they needed direction. It was something, something they wanted to go to like the Metropolitan Museum of Art and right in the subway, they saw the ring. Um, they came up to me and felt like I was able to give them help. And I did. And for me, those symbols, those rings, if they're so subtle, they're really for the eyes that are trained to see them, Right. It's right. not to show off, hey, I'm a Freemason, or hey, I'm a Mason, or I practice Masonic lifestyle. But it's for the people who are looking for them that are trained, right? You see another brother, mm-hmm. um, he knows what to look for, right? Right. I, I don't always agree with wearing a big jacket, right, with a square encompass. Yeah. It should be subtle. Because it should be subtle. Well, you know, I, in, in my opinion, mm-hmm. those symbols are really more for us right exactly that's they're, exactly they're what I'm meant saying. to mean certain things to remind us right and i guess we can go down this road so mm-hmm. people ask me like what are all these crazy like what is that what does that mean whatever and i can mm-hmm. you know, like explain you know like what the compasses mean what mm-hmm. the square means and 
there's Masonic books out there that they're just they're endless that people can read. They're, they're written. Right. They're, they're what written it means to by, you, not essentially what it. Means right. There's no specific. There, there, there is some general. This is right. what this should mean. You know about each symbol. There's very few, and and I feel like in masonry, which is beautiful to me, that mm. they leave a lot there. You have room for interpretation. Right, they leave a lot there, and brother, um, a brother that created the brother that created Scottish Rite, mm -hmm. right? He, well, he did that off of expanding off the three degrees, right? You know, Albert Pike did that mm -hmm. off of his understanding, yeah, his interpretation, his interpretation of how right. how does this how does this fit? How does this fit? This has got there's got to be more here, you know. How does this fit into the real world? That's always intrigued me. That type mm -hmm. of thought process for somebody <laughs> that is in masonry is asking that question yeah, without right. making that question too crazy, you know. That's that. That's always been interesting to me. Is right. It's a it's a thought process. It's not an answering process. Right. It's a the, thought process. The the man created an entire concordant body mm -hmm. of Freemasonry based on what ifs or right. what, what could ifs. be right and the 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 not knowing and the wanting to know. There's more here. Mm -hmm. there, like, it, there's such deep symbols. Well, that's that's living essentially off of faith, right? If you will, not faith in religion sense, but mm -hmm. faith of the what if, what could be, or what is this? Or there's something more. You know, that's what drives a lot of people, and that's, a lot of times that journey is the most rewarding. Right, and we said this in, in our mm -hmm. equipment test. It's right. like it's all about not making the question too complex. Mm -hmm. You know. About about the 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 rough ashlar and the mortar, right? It, it's it's about looking at kind of subjectively what is this supposed to use for, and how can it be used in life? So right. for the people that aren't masons, free and accepted masons, we'll just we'll jump there real quick for mm -hmm. people that aren't masons. The term free and accepted Masons. Freemasons, ancient stone guilds mm -hmm. in the Middle Ages, they were operative Masons right. that actually built the cathedrals and built uh, great buildings and everything right. they, back they then. They were physical. The science, what we right. would think of labor unions mm -hmm. nowadays, mm -hmm. creating, actually physically creating buildings. Right. During the Renaissance, those mm -hmm. people started to accept mm -hmm. people of intellectual means into their guilds, unions, okay? And that happened through the Renaissance and forward. And that's where you get free masons. Those masons were able to, they were actual builders, actual stone masons that moved through different parts of the world and were able to, able to build buildings and freely move between countries. Well, not not just, and just to, to kind of jump on, piggyback off of what you're saying, the buildings that these guilds would make, I mean, these the yes, the buildings that these builders would build uh, were one with the landscape. 
They were knowledgeable on star alignments, certain vibrations and certain environments. These buildings were lasting edifices, right? That to, to this day, some of them are still existing, right? And it's the same thing with the people that they allow to um, dwell with them. These are people who add to the landscape. They add to society in a positive way where it's a free thinking, right? It's going back to the what ifs, what could be's. These are not people who are living in absolute. These are people who are under the constant learning procedure, right? So even if you don't practice it, and that's where we get into speculative versus operative. Right. If you want to, and those speculative masons, they're they're the philosophy type right. people, and they they bring in that that extra the thought, the right? Extra thought that, mm -hmm. but by no means diminishing what our ancient operative masons no. learned. And the reason why we use symbols in masonry is because people didn't read. Right. Being able to read back then was a, you know, you had to be a person of influence, a person of class, a person of money to be able to read or even own a book. You're talking about people hand-scribing books. That's yeah. how long ago we're talking about. So how do you teach a lesson back then? A picture's right. worth a thousand words. Absolutely. A picture's worth a thousand words. So if they're able to say, let's take this symbol and... Then I, all I have to do is say this image means this. Oh, not mean. Um, was is it that absolute though? It's not. It doesn't need to be absolute in right. a way. It says it could be this symbol is represent. It represents re this right. morality. This right. this meaning. This type of. Plane of thought. I'll say mm -hmm. plane of thought, right? Mm -hmm. Because a plane is, it's it's linear, right? Right. When we talk about being on a level, mm -hmm. so a train of thought meaning me and you are on the level, meaning me and you think similarly, right? Right. So a symbol is this is what you were talking about, and you can move left and right of it, right? But you don't ever move up or down. If you're talking about the beehive, mm -hmm. it means industry. Right, bees very industrious, always moving, always working. But it means so much more than that because mm -hmm. you can move left or right of it, but never changing meaning industry. Right, right. Yeah, it's representative of of something of something in this realm. Right. So, like you said, this is right, but remaining the, on that right, remaining on that plane, right, and not like kind of deviating from right. from that plane and that's essentially what i mean when especially when you get into the albert pike part where hey listen from this he got all of this mm -hmm. because it wasn't absolute in a sense but it right. was he stayed in that lane right. for that symbol exactly and just expounded upon it right that's that's Absolutely. that was that's that's what's always intrigued me about masonry right you can Okay, this is what this and enhance this it. is right and enhance it because right. hey, this is what it means, but mm -hmm. it it goes way further in either direction. Yeah, and in so many so many books of the times, um, whether you're getting into religious books or certain other things, right? 
when this first came about, it was like, all right, all this other stuff is absolute. There's no interpretation. This is what it is. This is what it says. And if you don't believe that, you're a problem. And masonry was... Yeah, it's the first form of right. like free thinking. Yeah, it was free like, thinking, okay. and this is okay to do this. Right, we'll give you guidelines, and you work and with question. it. You just work within these right. guidelines, and you're okay. Yeah, yeah. That's why I, question marks, I don't think were even invented back then. Were you allowed to use them? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is got, that? You know, you know what, Danny? <laughs> add it to my list of things I need to actually look up. Right, I when think the, so. When was it invented? And I'm, ter okay? I'm terrible with this because I'm not like a perfect mm -hmm. etymology. I don't know what that means. Never it heard could that be before. so wrong. It could be the most wrong I've ever been in my entire life. Hey, but let, let's it's add the, it in it's there. It's the Webster. It's the origin of when the origin of words. All right, say it again. Slow. Etymology. I could be just pronouncing it wrong. There's a word. There's people. There's, mm -hmm. there's professors that. Mm -hmm. They all they do is just study the origin of words. I saw like a movie where they come from, the ancient that. Greek words, and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. It could be it could be anything along those lines, right? That did it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 big, and it's something we we take for granted. Mm -hmm. The pursuit of knowledge and to question the answers. We're gonna take a quick break Go ahead. and we'll be back. We appreciate everybody being here. It's uh it's been a dream of Danny and I's. Oh, is it is the light too bright for you? Goodness gracious, look at this guy. You're not wearing your men in black watch though, to be wearing that. No, I sold that. <laughs> oh man, I love it. It's great. It's the bright lights of stardom. Can't handle it. I'm still in the darkness <laughs> in respects of Freemasonry. <laughs> Maybe I'll just lay over blinded by the light if we don't have to pay for it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, I found these back there, so I put them on for a second. I'm going to take them off, though. <laughs> so we were talking about the symbols and how we, you can actually find those symbols and how Albert Pike was able to expand on the symbols moving along that flat plane. Right. And that's what's great about masonry is that, and you can interpret that as long as you don't deviate too far off that plane, you can... <clears throat> interpret those symbols. Right, because I mean for... for and try to fit them into but it also has actual to life. Accepted by... I don't want to say accepted, but it's got to make sense, right? Yeah. On a whole, right? Albert Pike, when he interpreted his understanding of um, these symbols and what they meant to him, it resonated with so many people mm -hmm. and it was accepted and eventually put into practice where it is now the Scottish right um, and that's the whole thing masonry touches that broad spectrum as long as you don't get too crazy like involved with bending it 
to fit, right? Mm -hmm. It goes back to if you take too much of that rough ashlar down, it's not usable. And the same thing with these theories and these hypotheses and these understandings of what this symbol could mean versus what it means versus what it should mean versus you know there's so many things where people try to bend it like we there's this guy with the numerology stuff we see and <laughs> guy had me cracking up right i mean was too much that's skill though but that, yeah that's it's skill. impressive that is you know because you know why <clears throat> even though he got really really deep mm -hmm. he got super deep into where the number 33 fits into and Maybe I could find a link right. to it so people could see it, you know, on TikTok or it's a good guy. YouTube. Yeah. No, it's interesting because maybe you can find those crazy connections and coincidences, coincidences are only coincidences when you want to think it's a coincidence. Hey, you f it go Again, it's, you make it fit versus, all right, hey. It's like taking a, a square peg and putting it into a round hole, right? If you use a hammer, it'll fit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but right, that's but not really where it's supposed to go. Right, but sometimes mm -hmm. but sometimes having that, I don't want to say doubting, mm -hmm. right? How many times can a coincidence happen? Coincidence happen and if you have a faith in something other than us controlling things, which is what Masons believe, you have to believe that there's a higher power. Right. Be it what you may, whether it's Jesus, whether it's Allah. Any historical it's, figure, any historical energy. Figure, yeah, right, yeah. yeah, energy. It, it's it's got to be a belief. Right. Something larger than you. Right. Controlling the universe. How many times can a coincidence happen? And... And it's different for every person. It's different mm -hmm. for me than it is from you, from any other person. How many times can a coincidence happen? And do you say there, there could be, there could be something else going on here that is steering the ship? Well, that or that at least whispering be, yeah, that, in the ear of the person steering the ship. Right. So that should be part of anything, right? Anything that happens, you should at least have one of one of the thoughts be like there's uh, something intelligent driving the ship mm -hmm. right or not so much intelligent right i shouldn't say that there there there's got to be a question where something there's something beyond, beyond art because to 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 say hey listen just because i don't understand it it doesn't exist is the yeah, most ignorant it's very naive oh man there's no way there's no way you you should ever be that closed off that you could say just because i haven't seen it it doesn't exist or yeah. just because i can't think it it doesn't exist mm -hmm. a lot of people don't understand the bare essentials on how your you know oxygen is turned into fuel for us mm -hmm. right or any type of food right exactly you know so just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it doesn't happen so i watched a i think i want i want to say it was a tiktok mm -hmm. and i didn't know this and I'm not saying that. I don't know everything by by any stretch of the imagination. I, do, I don't know everything. No. But I am I am a generally mm -hmm. and my old work friend that I work with for a lot of years is a brother here. Great guy. Yeah. Worked together for almost 10 years. 
he's a joke. He said, man, you are the king of useless information. Mm-hmm. And I took it as a, as a compliment. He wasn't saying it as, he wasn't saying it as, meaning useless, meaning I don't want to hear it. It he he meant it like useless and as in, it, it it can't. It's not something that somebody needs to know. Well, I think knowing him, I think it was more like, wow, how does this interest you, right? Yeah, and that could be that could yeah. be it. And I I said to him, I said, well, I wish, <laughs> I wish it was interesting enough for me to win money on Jeopardy. Yeah, you know, but. Well, who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> <laughs> there there was a I was you know I'm like a fax person. I love mm-hmm. like. Hey, hey, did you know? Like right. He's always said, oh, you've been like, hey, did you know? Like, we'd just be like driving around somewhere at right. work and he'd be like, oh my God, did you know like this, this happened here or this, this is where this happened on this spot or did you know about this person? This person lived here or whatever. Right. And I didn't, I actually didn't know this. And I, I found this out, thankfully from, it was social media. I believe it was TikTok or something that every U.S. president mm-hmm. has either been assassinated or there was an assassination assassination attempt on their lives. Everyone. That mm. was elected mm-hmm. on a year that ended in a zero. Oh, wow. Or every 20 years, either or. So either there was a tw- exactly 20 years mm-hmm. in between an assassination attempt or they were elected in a year that ended in a zero. That's crazy. Every single president that fit those criteria was either assassinated or there was an attempted assassination. Ronald Reagan was the last one mm-hmm. actually didn't die when John Hinckley Jr. shot him. Because wow. he was elected in 1980, mm-hmm. and he, there was an assassination attempt, and he didn't die. I did not know that. That's crazy. Like, so th- those, no, I the know numbers, they line up. It's easy to line right. up. So, uh, yeah. 1960, mm-hmm. 1980, 20 years, ending in right. zeros. So after that was, who else? That was the last one. There hasn't been a president. Since then. Since then, that has been 20 years mm-hmm. or been elected hmm. in an, a year that ended in a zero. But every president all the way back to George Washington was. Interesting. It's a fun fact, snapple fact. Right. So it's just a weird it's a weird fact. Yeah, it's a weird no, fact. It's, uh, and it's, and you could be- even believe in it or not believe in it all you want. Right. But yeah, I, I don't know where I stand on it. But I just it was like oh, that's a, such a strange so, combination of how do because you, how do you come? It's not like it's like seven every day, seventeen and a half years, or right. you know, eighteen years, twenty years, Every or, blue or right, <laughs> or or elected with a year that ended in a zero. So, how was that one of those things where you were just kind of down the rabbit hole and then oh wow, this intrigues me? Or I don't try how, to, how, to go too yeah. too far because <laughs> that, then you really right. start getting like you're not even right. wearing, you're not even wearing a tinfoil hat at that point. You're wearing a tinfoil suit. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I could but imagine I what you like just... suggested. Like, what does Google ch- suggest? <laughs> what you? is YouTube saying <laughs> to me? Like, yeah, you would like that. Right. You know that birds aren't real. Dot com. Tur- turtles aren't ticklish. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my God. Yeah, like <laughs> there is a website. Birds aren't real. I saw that. Have you ever seen a baby pigeon? No, or a squirrel. Or maybe <laughs> squirrel. But somebody did say we were talking about flat earth, right? I don't know if we can even <laughs> we, say Danny, that. Danny, there is no right. safe spaces here. No, it's crazy. They the were only talking safe about space it. we have is something that our right. grandmaster is going to yell at us for. Yeah, so I, I was like, so the stars aren't stars. They're just the, the holes at the top of the box for air. What do you think? <laughs> what I do you think? It. They're not stars. They're holes. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> Danny, the the beautiful thing about life mm-hmm. is that we don't know, right? Well, can I can I jump on that real oh, quick? Oh, please. Pause. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I was watching this thing on um, how they made globes, right? It was had to be like the 30s. And one of the things I do when I'm on social media is read the comments. So these people, they, they, they make this round piece, right? They dowel it, and they cover it in old newspaper, and then they paint it, right? And, like, the second or third comment was, like, it'd be a lot easier if it was flat. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I guess that's they started making maps then, I guess. But um, the other thing was... Right, as important as the questions are, not every question is important. And we had spoke about this, I don't know if it was earlier today, but that's where the so what comes into play, right? Whether it's flat or, or not, like I'm not gonna because get. We're not the first people to ask. So, so what? We're not the we're not the first people. And in, in, in but how, did, how does that ever, change? Right. You could think of any question you could possibly imagine. Right. And somebody has. Asked that question, right, and contradicted it or or proved it wrong, proved it right. Yeah, but at at some some point, like I've seen people get into blowout or arguments about this, right? How does it change your life? So what is that? Is that doing anything constructive in your life? Right. So what? So now, now if it's like, hey, the cure to cancer, that's something worth putting attention towards. But mm-hmm. I see so many people waste attention effort and even lose friendships over meaningless things that you can really just be like so what mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> right where where your attention is what's grabbing your attention being conscious of your attention yeah maybe that's a form of attention deficit disorder right add <laughs> it, it could be it could be you know uh so we wanted to talk about father's day yeah there's a, there's a lot of brothers out there that are fathers, and what it's what it mean being a father. Mm-hmm. Not to not to step out of what a a man in a Catholic home or a Christian home. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a father to just a child. Right. Right. You could be a father to humanity. Right? You could be you could be a father to humanity, you could be a father to society and contribute. What, what do you mean by that as far as 
Like what? Let's let's let me ask you: What is there a difference between being a father and a dad? Yeah, okay. in my in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So what is be, what is being be, a father? So being a so being a dad mm-hmm. is to me is being an example to your children, mm-hmm. a safe place, and being a father. Mm-hmm. And it, it the 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 term father to me can mean it's almost like elder, right? And me and you by no mm-hmm. means elders, but you could be. kind of older mm-hmm. in the way our thinking is well a, fa- a father in my opinion if I may yeah um, is uh, an individual of uh, a man if you will right who has created right so like you said a father could be a father in society right you create whatever you create like father time you create time right mm-hmm. um and like you said a dad is different a dad is an example a dad is a safe place a dad is a provider all those things into right into you could one. be both at the same time absolutely and and, and one doesn't take away from the other however you have fathers that are lacking mm-hmm. and then you have dads that are lacking in in certain ways that a father could you know provide um but yeah it's definitely a blessing if you can find or be both. Yeah, exactly. It's there is there's a there's a uh, a line that can be drawn in are you giving something are you giving guidance? Are you just are you providing or are you giving guidance? And you could give both. Yeah. And you can be a father to humanity. Mm-hmm as well well and yeah those and to your to your friends and to your family well to your brothers right and a father meaning elder right, right. and you can try to provide an add to their lives mm-hmm. in some sort of way yeah fa- a father creates a dad nurtures correct right yeah i agree so yeah so yeah, absolutely. And not only just nurtures, but nurtures in a way where you are a thousand percent the best version of yourself, right? And some things benef- are benefit are beneficial for themselves if they're kind of growing by themselves, right? And other things need that nurturing. And um, like you said, a, a, a creator... And, and knowing when to create, too, you know, responsibly for the benefit of a whole. Yeah. So as a dad, mm-hmm. as a father, what do you feel like that you need to give to the world? Um, do you, Do you feel obligated to bring something to it? Yeah, absolutely. That's your whole purpose. I mean, we as humans, as a human race, are cursed sometimes with the ability of free thought and self-realization, 
right? A squirrel gets up and knows it's got to go out and chase nuts and bury them. And a tree is, you know, every every animal on this planet has its part. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times people spend their whole, their whole lifetime trying to f- figure out what that is, right? So if you yourself can't figure that out, as a dad or a father, are you going to be able to provide that for your offspring? So there's got to be a sureness. And, and that's where masonry helps out a lot because, again, you took an obligation. You made a commitment. That's your purpose. You created your purpose at that point mm-hmm. to partake in a system, add to it, and go, go forth towards it, right? So then as a father, as a father, you created children. As a dad, you nurture those children. And you raise adults that don't have to recover from their childhood. In my opinion. Yeah. No, I agree. I I feel like, and we've said this, but we've said this before, that... The the world, the universe tells a woman when they're a woman. We've 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 said that term. Well, yeah, I mean nature, yeah. nature, nature, nature. Yeah. You, you again. tells them exactly when they're a woman, but when, and I feel like society has kind of lacked that moment where we've been able to tell man when this is time, and 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 I. F- feel like that sometimes we have lost the fact that everyone says it's like 18 mm-hmm. 21 like 18 i could you know be i'm like vote <clears throat> 21 i can you know i can drink you know or 18 i can dr- join the military but a lot of a lot of men they only become a man when they bring that that first child into the world and they realize, all right, now now I have to I have to impart what I've learned onto somebody else, and I feel like masonry should be able to spark that preemptively. Well, yeah, where it says, okay, right. I need to realize that the world is absolute in this way, and there is something more than me going mm-hmm. on and it's usually religion mm-hmm. religion can teach a person that early but in the world we live in sometimes religion kind of takes the back seat right and so and like you said masonry can say there are there's only a place where i can join mm-hmm. that you could end up in a position where you have somebody who's 80 plus years old if you don't even have to be a an officer you could have a situation where you're giving a a lecture in a lodge and there's 80 90 year olds sitting there and they're listening to the knowledge that you're able to impart upon them to help improve their lives well yeah it's 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 like when you go to a restaurant, you go in there with the expectation that you're gonna eat. When you come to lodge, 
you go in there with the expectation that you're going to either build a brotherly bond or you're going to learn something. And like you said earlier, um, there's certain things that happen to a female's body that is nature saying, okay, you're ready to have children. You're a woman now. That doesn't happen anatomically with a man. Mm -hmm. And his surroundings play a big part in that. And that's where masonry has assisted society for so long in doing that, right? So you see people, you see a man who comes into Lodge. I don't care if you're there for a year or you're there for 50, 60 years. You're going to be different. And it's the things that interest you. I have friends that join Lodge. They they were asking me about it for two or three years. They joined, they got their degrees, and they left. They they haven't been back to Lodge since, but the way they conduct themselves in society is way different. Yeah, they have that um, that aura in them where I'm here to serve my fellow man. If I see an atrocity occurring in front of me, I'm going to address it. If I see someone who I admire slipping up, I'm going to address it because it is my due diligence, right? My, my fiduciary responsibility <laughs> to address this and say, hey, listen, I, I expect better of you. And not only that, but I know what you want to represent because we've had deep discussion and you've expressed that. This is what you want to be represented as. This is who you want other people to see you as. And you're slipping up. So Masonry's played such a big part in holding males accountable for being a man. Right? And what what is a man essentially to you? Right. And, and we're not we're not getting a male is a male, right? But a man, when we say man, what is that someone? Someone who assumes responsibility. Yeah, I'll let you take it all from there it's it's someone who takes responsibility for their actions right and right. at the same time expects people to take responsibility for their actions as well yeah you, you hold people accountable yeah they I, people nowadays they expect more out of people than they expect out of themselves right and that's unfortunate but in the lodge, the fact that we're able to keep each other on that same moral plane, in theory, mm -hmm. you should be able to, no matter what, mm -hmm. say, you know what? Even if this brother doesn't meet my internal expectations of what I thought should happen, I know that their mind is there well that's that's to be, again to, right they, i know that they they're thinking along that same lines mm -hmm. maybe they didn't attain what i thought they should have been or maybe they didn't even attain what they only expect they even expected out of themselves that they said that i that i can trust that they are thinking along those same lines right that's what that that's what that level is for when you're on the level with somebody and that's what masonry is about is that we're trying to subscribe to a system that <clears throat> even on its most basic level there there's that 
that hard deck, mm-hmm. right? This is where we're, there may be some brothers that are, you know, that rise above it sometimes. Yeah. They spend a ton of time doing charity work. They spend a ton of time doing, you know, stuff for the community, stuff for their family. They, they extend themselves way past where most brothers can go. Mm-hmm. But they have that hard baseline that they understand that every brother is at least going to try to attain this minimum standard. And when I say minimum standard in, in the, the most loving way possible right. <clears throat> in masonry, that minimum is, I feel above what normal society will accept. Right. Well, how, how many times as a, as a young man, right? Has the thing that stopped you from doing something been? Oh, my father would have approved this. Or my Quite uncle would have approved. Right. So yeah. Right. We we're constantly measuring our success as a man to what our father has done. Right. Yep. Father, for, mother, for the family. Ones, right. For the ones who are lucky yeah, enough who, to have that male influence. Right. Yeah, outside of masonry, what right. what our family would deem right. to be acceptable. When you come into lodge, that gets enhanced, right? Because now you're you're representing a brotherhood with those same type of morals. Yeah, and I'll bring up this example, right? How <laughs> do you have a Masonic symbol on your car? No, but Why? I did. Why? Sometimes I want to drive a little fast. <laughs> And I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect the brotherhood. Right. That I. Right. I. <laughs> I. <laughs> I actually. I've. I've no. I noticed that in myself, and I didn't mm-hmm. notice it right away. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I don't drive like. I don't drive like in that case. I don't drive aggressively. Right. But. It's there's almost like that level of. I don't want to say guilt. I don't want to say guilt. Give words not guilt. If I if I don't drive as perfect as possible, right. I feel like I'm disrespecting and I'm setting a bad example. Just like you said, like it's it's what would your family mm-hmm. would they look down upon that? Yeah, I mean that's, the last thing you want to do is disappoint someone that you admire. Right. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough because you want to be an emulation, right? I always say like Benjamin Franklin and a lot of the other historical figures who were Freemasons. Um, Masonry is very proud to have these individuals. I want to to be able to say this is the group of people that I'm I'm lumping myself in with. Right. Right. That's you're you're talking about the biggest names. Right, that and, have and lived essentially. The, the, essentially, that's in, what I'm in, saying in right. the world. You know, the right. the biggest innovative minds in recent modern era. Yeah, I, I'm saying I, like exactly. modern era starting from the industrial from the, revolution. Right. On. The, the yeah, even the even the Renaissance, the the the, the Renaissance on. Yeah, these, some of the these biggest, rare individuals. Yeah. who change change the way that humanity exists. Right. And that's, that's what you're that's, talking. You're that's talking what about I'm people saying. that are have shaped the world, right? To say that we are a part of the same organization that these people subscribe to, 
that's not not only that but going back right a lot of people say oh yeah i'm proud i'm proud to be a freemason i'm proud to be uh a masonic practitioner i don't know if that's even a word but i want masonry to be proud to have me and and rave about me right i want to be able to hopefully live a life one day with 34 very young a lot of the greats started 10 years from now like 44 when did elon musk get his break you know a lot of guys I mean, he was pretty young but but i'm saying like this wasn't something that like alexander the great these these things weren't bestowed upon them this is hard work this is individuals that weren't essentially given everything they had to work for it you know right well so isn't that how a temple's built from yeah right right someone who's got to lay that cornerstone at some point mm-hmm it doesn't have to be you. And they set that foundation, and they set that foundation plumb and level, and you build off of the generations before you. Because in masonry, it's so much more than just building yourself up. It's 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 building off of the generations prior to you as well. So you're yeah, using them as the right thing. Right. Right. So we should be using our past brothers, the brothers that have laid the foundation in the past to learn from. We should be learning from them, from their words and actions. Even if it doesn't happen in Lodge. There's, uh, there's so many people that look back at older Masons and go, okay, well, there's only certain, some quotes on, you know, what George Washington said about Masonry, what Benjamin Franklin said about Masonry, and some have said more than others. Yeah, but his resume and Teddy, and Teddy Roosevelt and right. and so on and so on, like through the decades. There's only so much that those people have said specifically mm. on Masonry, but if they were true Masons, they could be like that Mason that maybe only comes to Lodge a couple times a year, you know, or once a year. But they're living their life like a Mason. Right. Like I was saying about my, my friend who's, again, I haven't seen him in a, I see him in life crossing, right? I haven't seen him in a lot. But he practices his Mason. He's an upright standing man. He does what he has to do for his family, for his job, for society. He's, he's, and that's where I feel like this is a lot different than a lot of the other civic organizations, right? Those, and not to downplay anything anybody else does, but you perform a charitable act. That charitable act starts and stops there. Right. Masonry builds its members to constantly do that, right? With a drop of dye in water. No matter where you go, if there's a Mason there involved, nine times out of ten, he's the breath of fresh air, right? He's the the nourishing factor in the environment. Think things are better because they understand that if they practice the Masonic lifestyle, their teachings, right? And and that's what it comes down to. You're a builder in, in its purest form. You're a builder of thyself. You're a builder of your environment. And you're a builder of other people as well because, right, What what's the difference between a boss and a leader? Somebody once asked me, you know, like, I don't know. He's like, a boss gives the orders. A leader makes it happen. Right. And a lot of times the Masons are the leaders in the community. They make things happen. And it's not, again, on some conspiritual thing. It's, 
hey, listen, I see this guy's strengths. I see that guy's strengths. Sometimes I got to be the one to step back and let other people lead. It's just playing your part and just that thought process of how could I make this better? What do I need to be? Do I need to be the driver today? Do I need to be the wheel? Do I need to be the gas pedal? How do I get this system moving? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we should... There's so much... I don't want to say negative press, but you know, there's so many people, and we won't we won't go too deep into it. But people ask, like, oh, is this religion? Like, what what is this? Mm-hmm. It's, like it's it's, and I hate to go there. Yeah, I really do. But hey, you have to. Yeah, you rarely get to. I mean, masonry doesn't need to defend itself, and that's one no. of the the positive, but also the negatives right. of the whole thing. But I, I'll let you continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. So that the, it's it's not a religion. No, it's spiritual in its own right. Well, it's very it's very similar because most religions are moral law. Right. Right. And there's no doctrine in right. masonry. Masonry has there's no its, dogma in masonry. Right. It's but it a, is moral in essence. Right. And it's that's the kind of to try to teach a person. Mm-hmm. Just like the Bible, just like the Torah, just like the Quran, mm-hmm. it tries to teach you moral lessons I, I kind of equate it to this when you're in school mm-hmm. and you want to learn the times tables right there may be some people that need to learn it you need break out break out the numbers like what is three times three it's three plus three plus three right that's one way of learning it mm-hmm. so you can add it's just it's addition three plus three plus three is nine mm-hmm but there's some people that may learn that same lesson by straight memorization. They just know that three plus three is nine. Right. They just memorize the times tables. Some people may need a different method. Mm-hmm. You know, three three apples mm-hmm. and three apples and three apples are. There's different methods to it. Right. And I've learned this like watching my kids trying to do Common Core. That there's obviously way more ways of learning. The times tables. Absolutely. What I remember. Absolutely. What I remember was, I remember when you went to school, they go, here are the times tables. You just memorize mm-hmm. it and that's it. There's no other way. And I feel like sometimes religion could be that way too. Like, this is the way, there's no other way. Well, I if I could capitalize on that, because mm-hmm. again, that's, a, that's very interesting and I agree with you. However, I think religion, and I, we're not allowed, so we could kind of... T- talk about it but religion yeah, well, we're not we're not we're not right we're describing just, to this is a conversation specific. of free thought <laughs> religion <laughs> yeah. gets into a lot of the relationship of man and god if you will right freemasonry gets into the relationship between subconscious and man and what you want to represent right. so yes there has to be a relationship with whatever god you believe in however the the relationship that Freemasonry emphasizes is, is the one of self and mm-hmm. what you want to represent. You are the builder. You are the temple. It is, again, you have to believe in a higher power to be a Mason. However, the religious aspect, again, it, it it's so far apart. However, it's close because, again, that moral law is kind of the thread that weaves in and out. But it's completely separate, in essence, if you think about it, right? When your relationship with God was there 
prior to masonry. Mm-hmm. And when you finally become a mason, it's really focusing on the temple you're building. Right. I don't know if you want to capitalize, counter. I mean, that's yeah. what free thought is about, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, there is a lot of aspects mm-hmm. of masonry that I feel that people try to pigeonhole into religion. Right. Where we're not talking about... It's religious in the fact that the morals... The list of morals. Right. Respect thy neighbor. Right. Coerences. But of, those those right. transcend multiple religions. Right. Exactly. And it's, that's universal law. Right. And those 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 ways of teaching them in any religion can be awfully strict in the fact that right. they don't allow people to travel that road in the way they choose to get to those those ends well again i mean a certain it's difficult right it it is it is because what's dependence empowerment you know it's it's a it's a thin line and it's very it's it's one that most people don't even navigate of the world let's let's be honest all the religions of the world are are are, right there with each other you know there are uh, clear differences obviously right in all the religions, there are definitive differences in in what they believe of who's the Messiah. Well, and when, what, when whatever you get have in, you, like, when you get into a relationship with God, yes, they vary in essence, right? Yeah. However, when you get into relationship with man and morally, how you're supposed to conduct yourself in they're, society, they're almost the same. It's very close. They're the God part. The every listen, you you have uh, brothers and sisters. I don't. Okay, I have a brother, and my relationship with my mom is different than his relationship. Same creator, different relationship, right? Mm-hmm. We came from the same place. However, that's how religion is, in my in my humble opinion. Many different scopes of life, many different uh, locations on the planet, in the universe, if you will, whatever you believe in. Your next, the guy next to you in the same church, in the same temple, in the same mosque, wherever. He he's got a different relationship, right? You know what I mean. And I feel like that's where a lot of like conspiracy theorists like get <laughs> off the rails too with me. Yeah, and we said we said that there there is that that level you can move along with symbolism, right? right? And you can get like way down the road, but that's where some people with conspiracies with masonry they they go off the deep end. They they they're not still on that same level plane, right? They start to then deviate up right. or down off of that with every with any particular symbol they go well this could mean this and this can mean this and this can mean this but a mason looks at it when it stays in context with that symbol yeah people that want to f- kind of think the worst of masonry they st- they're not traveling along that level they're they start to like go off of it and say well, where can i, I mean, make this yeah, connection yeah like right if we look at something on a level of morality, mm-hmm. if we assume that this symbol was created because we wanted it to be moral in some sort of way and follow that line of questioning, mm-hmm. assuming that the moral value is constant, mm-hmm. then you're going to end up someplace nice. Right. 
But if you're assuming the worst, just like if you assume the worst in a person, mm -hmm. if you start to assume the worst at every moment in everything that you do in life, mm -hmm. that's when you start to think the worst in somebody. Yeah. And that's where you get down that rabbit hole and you, you really start to distrust a person because well, you start to do the what ifs, but the bad what ifs. Well, they Mason personalize Reed. it too. You know, they make their personal struggle and they, they, they fit it into certain things, right? Yeah. If I take a symbol of scissors, right, cutting a ribbon, right, I cut a ribbon and I symbol, I make that a symbol of finishing the race. I went through the finish line, right? But then someone's like, oh, my aunt was killed by a set of scissors. <laughs> it's got to be demonic. You know what I mean? Right. And, it, and and just to play off the the part we we are this is that that whole thing about the religion wasn't a freemasons it's not it's not freemasonry in essence but as masons the thought process of how that happens that's that's what essentially it's about none of that was about masonry it was about us as masons having a thought process that broke down a problem and came up with an answer my answer, his answer, and we compared answers and came to a common understanding. And that is what society is missing, in my in my opinion. That either difference or similar, you know, answers and say, hey, this is what it means to me. This is what it means to me. What do you think? What do you think? Oh, okay, I understand what you're saying. And we have a better understanding of who we are, the things that make us tick, the things that make us click. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So I think this is a good place to stop this episode. Right. Right. I think we just left it off at a perfect spot. Right. Is listening and not hearing. Right. Listen to understand, not to respond. Yeah. The listening and not hearing. Right. That's a great place to start next right. time. So thank you for staying with us, and we'll see you on the next part of the fourth part podcast. Enjoy.